Welcome, everyone, to the holiday edition of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian, and oh my god, I, I can't even believe we're doing this, Nick. It is the day that The Matrix Regurgitations came out. We were so amped up and ready to go that we said we need to record as soon as we're done with this movie. So we have legitimately just watched the movie. Now we're recording. Nick, first of all, welcome to the show. Happy Holidays. Happy holidays to you, Ian, and to the entire crowd. Yes, this is the gift that keeps on giving, which seems to be terrible, awful movies of 2021. (laughs) And once again, I'm going to keep tradition alive. I'm going to apologize to everyone out there that I'm not a fucking moron. I do not like shitty movies. I apologize. Is everyone okay with that? I'm okay with it, Ian. Oh, Come Nick. to think of it, we were we were talking before the show. We've we've been doing this string of shitty movies for exactly a year now, or something. Yes, it's been pretty much since, and I couldn't believe it. I I realized as soon as you said it, since Wonder Woman '84, we have done pretty much nothing but garbage movies. I'm not even sure. Did we even do what we said we were going to do, or we were actually going to watch some good movies? I don't even think we did that. No, no, I, I don't think we did. We're awful. Have to, yeah, we're just bad. We just keep doing this to ourselves. Yes, <laughs> we torture each other. It's it's a terrible symbiotic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's all for the fans, you know. <laughs> Although, oh no, we did. I mean, we watched Dream Warriors recently. We did. And Fear we, Street was pretty yes, good. Yes, Fear Street and Dream Warriors. So we at least did something where we could have fun talking about movies that we even if I and I know you're not as huge a fan of you know Nightmare on Elm Street like I am but you still enjoy the movie enough to talk about it so other than those movies and Fear Street obviously too but other than those movies we've only done movies that we don't like pretty much (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the hard part is when I thought about it I'm like in pure amount of time we spent talking about these things yeah, sure. Fear Street's like what seven, eight hours altogether. Right, right, right. But you know, like Wonder Woman by itself was like three and a half hours or something. Oh my god! Terrible. Yeah, man. Uh, and the Snyder Cut was four hours, and like you know, it all adds up pretty quick. Every movie. Oh, and then we did Army of the Dead. Remember, oh, we did god. we did the commentary track for that. <laughs> and by the way, uh, one of the people, a great guy who listens to the show a lot and does a lot of the promo images, Rick, he actually told me the other day that he watched fucking Den of Thieves because I was making fun of it. But I told him, I was like, we didn't even, we hated that movie so much, we didn't even do a show about it. Yeah. And he still watched it and said it was utter garbage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, see, Sometimes I think, Nick, like the problem with doing a show like this sometimes is that we actually end up promoting the bad movie. You know what I mean? Like not only do we add to the counter of people that have watched these shitty movies, but then also other people go, wow, I can't believe that movie is so shitty. Let me go watch it as well. Yeah. And I think now with something like The Matrix, every single person on earth knows about this movie. So it's not like you were taking an obscure movie and saying, oh no, don't watch this, this is terrible, just listen to us talk about it. This is a movie that I would assume that most anyone who's been alive in the last 20 plus years is going to watch this movie, no matter what. Even no matter what type of movie you like, most cases are going to watch it, right? 
Yeah, and even funnier is that this is, you know, for some people, their first introduction to the Matrix. So it's actually like forcing people to watch the first three just because oh. this new movie is coming out. Oof. Now, I will oh. tell you, I don't know if you did this. I did not watch any of them before watching this movie. No, me either. Okay. I think I went through bits and pieces of the first one, and then I rewatched a bit of the second one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like the highway scene? Yeah, exactly the yes. highway scene. Yes, because it's the only thing anyone <laughs> like, ever will watch. <laughs> yeah, and just literally just that. It was so funny. I liked, so, I don't know. Nick probably wasn't even born when the first Matrix came out. I was just a kid when the first Matrix came out. So I'm assuming Nick was just a fetus, if anything. So, but everyone has seen the Matrix. Everyone knows that that was a movie that is almost universally loved, I would say. I mean, maybe I'm wrong with that one, but I'm pretty sure almost everyone liked The Matrix or at least enjoyed the ideas that were put forth in it. And even the visuals back then were very good for the time, right? I, I, I'm not wrong with that, right? No, not at all. I mean, I was two years old at the time, so it's kind of hard to, you know, read the cultural pulse. Sure. But <laughs> I guess the hard part that I'm just thinking about now, I mean, sure, everybody reveres it highly, but... Looking back on it, with the amount of movies that have just like copied the themes, copied the thematic style, copied, you know, literally the uh, the color scheme, copied the cinematography, copied the effects. I wonder if you're this is the first time you're interacting with The Matrix, you know, 20 something years later. If it actually holds up. Because you've probably seen it regurgitated 10 different ways since then. Which is why we call this Matrix regurgitation and not whatever, <laughs> so the, fuck, yeah, whatever the fuck it is, re Resurrections or some bullshit. But yes, it's Matrix regurgitations, which is similar to Independence Day regurgitations. But yeah. guess what? I can at least give that terrible fucking movie a little bit of credit for trying to be original <laughs> in some way. This movie yeah. was so... This movie was so shitty and so lazy that it actually used old clips from the first Matrix movie inside of the movie. Yeah, they had to pass the runtime. Whoa. Hey, Nick, by the way, sometimes whenever you come back in, you sound really, really low, and then you go up to regular mic. Are you turning your mic off and on? No, not at all. Wow. I think I'm uh, flipping on the high end. Oh, that's very strange. Okay, yeah, you yeah, go like... I gotta stop laughing. Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. I want silence whenever I make a joke. That is the perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it, it, I just, I can't get over the laziness of it. And I can tell, at least from my, from my opinion, I don't think any of the uh, CGI and bullshit held up in this movie whatsoever. What about you? No, no, I don't think it did at all, which is kind of upsetting because that was like a hallmark of the series. Yeah, you would have thought, in the movie, they would have tried for something different, tried to, you know, regenerate or I didn't want to say regurgitate on that one. Like, try and try and make something new that movies would be copying for another 20 years because The Matrix has been out for over 20 years. It was 99. It's now 2001, right? We're almost in 2002. You would think maybe they would have tried to reinvent something, you know, another R word there, reinvent something to take it and give it some meaning, but really they only use the same exact things. And holy shit, Zack Snyder alert, how many fucking slow motion battles do we have to have 
in this fucking movie. Oh my god. Even worse, and I'm sure we're going to get to it because it's like one of the only things I remember about this movie that I watched like two hours ago. The amount of slow motion stop and then like, oh, exposition. Yes. And oh, we're going to talk through this fight now that like all the battle is paused. Like this movie, we're going to get to it. But yeah, the amount of slow motion is insane. At least they didn't go full Snyder and do the color palette. Like, right. Thank God. They didn't, they, they kind of had some bright scenes at some points. They, they definitely did. But yeah, man, I mean, that whole thing with Neil Patrick Harris, I mean, it, it's unbelievably bad. Like you can just, yep. you can tell this movie was literally just made. And look, all movies are made for money. Guaranteed. Everything in this world is done for money. I get it. I'm not trying to be the independent movie hipster here being like they should do it for, you know, their pride and and wanting to make and create a story, man. I'm not doing that. There are people, though, that can still make movies that have some kind of meaning and have them be blockbusters. This, once again, is not it. The way that they bring back Trinity and Neo I have to say, I was actually wrong. Wow, it's, it feels so weird to say it. I was actually wrong about how they were going to bring those two back because we obviously had theories of how this was going to happen. And mine was completely off. They did it even lazier than I thought they were going to. How, what was your original guess? So my thought was, so like I said, I haven't watched, you know, I, I've watched the original Matrix probably within the last five years, I would assume. You know, because every once in a while, it's just nice to flip that on or if you see it on a regular channel to leave it on, whatever. With the other two, I have not watched them since years, 10, 15 years, whatever the fuck. But I do remember the very end of that movie or the whole ending of that movie is Trinity is killed and then Neo makes his sacrifice because like very, very lazy writers, the Wykowskis just went and said, oh, we don't really know how we want to end this, so let's rely on religion. Let's just make this a very religious movie. Neo is a symbol for Jesus. He sacrifices himself for the world. Blah, 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 fucking blah. He died, and they ended it with the Oracle and someone else talking. I can't even remember who it was. It was the Oracle and someone talking about how that time is always circular or secular, and what's going to happen is a new Neo is going to get born again at some point. You know, things will be fine for a little bit, and then another The One will come into play, and maybe that one will change a slight little bit the same way that Neo changed a slight little bit. Remember they said this is the, the furthest, you know, anyone's ever gotten, you know, like that kind of thing? It'll be another step in whatever direction it happens to be. So I just thought they'd end up bringing them both back as new people, as new characters, as new the one and the one that wakes him up, you know, like that kind of thing. And I did predict one of the things that has to do with strong female characters, but we'll talk about that later. But that was my original thought process. Now, what about you? Did you have any theories with, you know, them coming back? I honestly thought it was all going to be about trying to get Neo back and that Trinity would have to make the sacrifice. Okay. But I wasn't quite correct. Not quite correct. That is that is true. Now, here's, I honestly, man, I don't know. Do you want to go all the way through this movie? Because just like you, I can't remember 
the movie is so much garbage and so much rehashing of the first movie that it's actually kind of difficult to go scene by scene because I was so bored out of my fucking mind and throwing things in my in my apartment that I don't remember everything that happened. Yeah, I think the way I currently think about it is I think in like chunks of like 15 to 30 minutes. Okay, right. I think that might be a good style. Sure. Then let's, I guess the way to start out is that new strong female character, we'll call her Blue Hair, right? Her name is like Bugs or some dumb shit. So (laughs) some fucking, as in bunny. So she shows up and she, her, her whole job, I guess, is they think they see Morpheus in the Matrix. Now, this is not played by Lawrence Fishburne. Apparently, at least from what I read, he was not asked to come back. So I don't know why that was the case, but they didn't ask Lawrence Fishburne to come back. So it's some other guy. And basically now Morpheus isn't a real person. He's code which is different from the last time. So they somehow now are able to extract, you know, programs into the quote unquote real world where Zion used to be and all that kind of stuff. So the first part of the movie is them getting Morpheus. The second part is then seeing Neo, who is now the Keanu Reeves that we're all familiar with, with the long hair and the goatee and all that shit. Now, He's a game developer, and the Matrix 1 through 3 were all video games that he created, and he works at a company that makes these video games. That works, by the way, fucking under Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers always have to suck their fucking dicks all the time. This is the fucking production company that made Space Jam 2, and now they're doing the same exact thing with the fucking Matrix. So that's the second part. Am I on track there, Nick? Oh, yeah. And I think it was just kind of funny that they're just kind of dropping characters in here and there as we're introduced to Neo. Yes. And you're you're just kind of left with like a sentence of exposition each. <laughs> and then the most abrupt cuts I have seen since Jason Bourne fights. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's very true. The editing for a two-hour and 20-minute movie or whatever the fuck is so jagged. There's no smooth anything. It's just like, fuck this scene. We're going on to the next. I guess they're done improvising. Let's go on to the next scene. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there was at some point... um, Yeah, we haven't talked about his character yet, but it's up next. Neil Patrick Harris's character. Yes. The analyst. The analyst. Literally, we meet him for two sentences. Um, I had to go back and time it after I finished the movie, just for the fun of it. We meet him for 15 seconds, and the cut to the next scene of that 15 seconds of exposition for this important character who's supposed to be like the therapist talking Neo through these psychotic breaks about the games he made. Yes. Like, and his crazy dreams he's having about this world he lived in in the Matrix. Um, Literally after those very important 15 seconds... It's almost like before the next beat, like where a person would take a breath for the next sentence, halfway through that beat, they cut just abruptly. And it goes from a bright white scene to dark blackness. And I just laughed. Yeah, that's how my mind was the whole entire time that they were doing this. (laughs) And once I saw Neil Patrick Patrick Harris, because I, I didn't watch trailers. I think I watched the very first one. As soon as I knew 
that he was in this movie, I go, first of all, I, I go, well, he's the main bad guy. There's number one. And then the second part is, it's like, fuck, I don't want him anywhere near this fucking movie. What is the point of adding <laughs> this new character? It doesn't make any sense, especially when you're trying to get people like all they're doing in this movie is member berries from South Park. That's all exactly. this is. And this is all nostalgia. And it makes no like, I don't know. I'm just not a fucking moron. So I, my heartstrings don't get tugged like I didn't get goosebumps when I saw the the writing go down when I saw the Matrix code, I didn't go like, oh my God, this is back 21 years ago. I, I remember when I was a kid and my mom baked cookies and oh my God, I can't wait to talk to the girl at the eighth grade dance. Like, I, I don't think about that kind of stuff when it relates to movies like that. I just want you to make a good fucking movie. Yeah. Is Sorry that so much mind. to ask? No, <laughs> I mean... We're going to continue doing that because I literally thinking about certain parts of this movie. That's all I can think about is the member berries are just sprinkled in there. Yes. But because of the choppy editing style, it's not like Star Wars where they spend like 18 seconds after somebody <laughs> drops the member berry. And they're like, but don't. Right. And everybody sits in the awkward silence on this. It's dropped in. It's not allowed to hit. And then they're on to the next thing. Right. So honestly. I kind of prefer this. If they're going to do that to milk the cash cow, I would prefer they save me the extra hour of awkward pauses. <laughs> but then where did the extra time go in this movie? I'm still not sure how oh. they made two hours and 20 fucking minutes of this. I know exactly where it went. Go ahead. It went to pointless exposition on number one, threads that didn't go anywhere. And sure. number two, characters that didn't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. So you already... Yeah. For me, I went into this being like, all right, it's the Matrix. It's going to be complicated. There's going to be a lot of threads to follow. I'm going to have to weave stuff together. So I'm in like full, you know, like I'm ready to take notes mode, you know, like my brain is on. <laughs> and then within the first 15 minutes, you're so overwhelmed by the rapid cuts, the characters who don't quite say anything, like his best friend at the job. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's so many random things that are introduced that like by the 30 minute mark, I literally remember pausing it when we first meet Trinity because I'm like, all right, I need to take a step back and try to remember some of this stuff. Oh, see, no, that didn't that didn't happen for me. I was just so blown away by how mad I was that I was watching this movie. <laughs> and then let's let's answer this question, Nick. I want to know your uh, your opinion on this. So. We get to the point, because you're talking about the smash edits, and they do this as well during this part. There is a part where they talk about how, you know, uh, Neo, well, Thomas Anderson, whatever the fuck, was taken to his boss's or his business partner's office, which also doesn't make any sense because they're so completely different in what they're doing. But you can tell this guy is supposed to be like a Mr. Anderson, uh, sorry, a... Uh, um, Ah, shit. What's the fucking guy's name now? Now I'm... Agent Smith. Yeah, Agent Smith. Thank you. It's a, You can tell he's a, he's acting like an Agent Smith kind of character. And he tells him, hey, we know you kind of had like a psychotic break while you were making these Matrix things. But fuck you. We're making a sequel. Everyone loves fucking sequels, baby. Matrix 4. And even says, Warner Brothers is telling us we have to make this. And then they have a montage with... White Rabbit played in the background again because member berries and they go through it and each person is saying something where I guess they're trying to be 
us, where we're making fun of them making this movie. And I guess the question to you is, do you do you think that this is the Wykowskis or whoever wrote this? I'm assuming it, the Wykowskis did everything the same way they did in the first Matrix. But uh, is it one of those things where is this so meta that they're actually telling us that they didn't want to do this? Or are they playing with people like you and I who are smarter than the rubes that are going to enjoy this? Where the rubes are going to say, oh my god, wasn't it like super hilarious when they were talking about making a Matrix 4 and stuff? Like, But then they made the Matrix 4. Like, but for us, do you think that was a shout out or are they making fun of us? I think they're making fun of us. Although awesome. I was, it was a five minute sequence because I timed it. <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna lie though. I was kind of excited that somebody gave Christina Ritchie some work. Oh, sure. you know, just for a minute. I don't think I'd seen her in anything since like White Snake Moan. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Stop being racist. It's Black Snake Moan. All right. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's been a, a while. Bitch. <laughs> so, oh. like. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Speed Racer. Yeah, Speed Racer. Oh, that's right. Speed Ra- yeah, Speed Racer. See, I think the last thing I saw her in was Cursed, the werewolf movie with Jesse Eisenberg. So, you know. Oh, I haven't seen it. Amazing. But yeah, like, I don't think they were playing it off for laughs. Okay. Or I'm, I'm honestly not sure now that you mention it and break it down. I don't Just know. Just the length of it. I don't know the backstory. But and now look, there are way a ton of stuff in this whole fucking movie is trying to be meta. And it's very sad. It's a they're not either intelligent enough or witty enough to make a truly meta experience. So everything they do pretty much falls flat. Now, I guess I said Wykowski's, but it's actually one of them. It's Lana. I don't I don't know. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the Wykowski brothers uh got surgeries and now they're the Wykowski sisters. So don't be surprised about that. But I guess it's Lana who did the directing and partially written as well. I don't think the other Wykowski did anything for it. So whatever, whatever that means. But it's one of those things where I just get so lost in what the meaning behind any of this really is. And I don't know the story. I mean, it's possible that Warner Brothers said, Hey, we own the rights to this. If you don't want to come on and do this movie, we're going to get someone else to do it. You know what I mean? Like there's a complete possibility that they were like, look, this was our baby. We don't want to let it to go, go to anybody else. You know, we had COVID restrictions of when we were filming and everything, and we had to make a shitty version, but we'd rather it stay with us and somebody else. Like if they come out and they say something like that, I guess I kind of have a little bit of respect for that but if this was made as a true homage to the matrix and to truly restart it as a better trilogy or whatever then they are sorely mistaken and they absolutely failed oh yeah and even worse you wonder about like they they have like the new meet the team scene oh yeah and you're wondering if that's the new team for the new matrix trilogy and and it just hurts yeah, I, and I didn't care. Did you, first of all, I think I remember the one guy who's, who's like the tank character or whatever, uh, who's in the control panel. His name is Seek, I think. But other than that, I don't remember any of their fucking names. I only remember one, uh, Berg. 
but we'll get to him when oh. I complain. Okay. <laughs> so we basically, when we, when we have the whole montage and blah, 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 we also have the moment where, as you brought up, that Neo sees Trinity for, I not the first time, but the first time that I guess they, they have a conversation. And it turns out she has two kids and a husband, but there's some type of connection between the two. And then at some point, it just gets worse and worse as Neo is working on this new game. He starts, you know, they show him taking a bunch of blue pills because they play that fucking shit to death. That's the thing that kind of keeps him into the Matrix, as you know. And then blue hair uh, chick ends up meeting with him and taking him out of the Matrix, right? Did I miss anything major? No, nothing major. Um, and then even more fun, we get to the meet the team scene, which is something I wanted to harp on. Okay. Well, by the way, let me just mention. So once again, they're doing every single beat basically from the first movie. So you've got the unassuming guy that thinks that there's something wrong with the world. And then you have him once again, get the shit taken out of him. He's in the bubble. Now he's got a, you know, he's got the all the bolts and the plugs in him and all that shit. We've seen this a million fucking times. We don't have to go through this again, but apparently we do. So yes, then we get into the ship and it looks like he's going to die again. So they zap him into the meeting Morpheus and doing the exact same thing again where they fight. But this time, Neo doesn't want to fight. But then once you mention Trinity, oh, my God, I, I'm super powerful again because of love or some fucking bullshit. Ugh. 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 So and oh, my whatever. So, OK, so then he comes back. So now are you talking about the meet the team part? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I literally you're right. So we're, you know, uh, almost halfway in the movie at this point. Oh, my God. And this is where my brain started getting fatigued because I started taking every character. So literally, like I was saying, like I was trying to learn the movie so I wouldn't miss anything. Sure. And I hadn't read any reviews and I didn't. Oh, I, have, I never do. Yeah. 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 So I didn't have, you know, the most positive outlook going into it. But I, <laughs> I did really think that it could pull something out that would be new and interesting, at least. <laughs> but at this point in the movie, as soon as Neo has the fight with Morpheus to wake him up. Yeah. This is where my brain just shuts off. Oh, OK. This is where I get into like you know, start missing details mode. But yeah, we do the meet the team and we meet the character named Berg and we meet <laughs> Sek, right? Sequoia or whatever, Sek, yeah. the, the hacker. Se- or Seek, yeah. but I thought they were calling him Seek, Seek? though. Yeah, and not, it should have been Sek for Sequoia, but it's Seek for Sequoia. Doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. And then they meet Berg, who I thought, as soon as I met him, they're like, oh, he's our matrixologist. You know, he's the guy who knows all about the games and all that shit. And it's like, Man, I really thought they were going to start just making that the member Barry's character. Right. I, I could feel it, you know? And they did. They really, they lean on it in only one scene, but thank God they don't pan to him in any other shot. Right. And that's why I remember him. Okay. Because I saw it coming and I just got upset. Well, they, <laughs> the, one, the one trope that they didn't rehash was they didn't have someone within their ranks sell them out. Yeah. So they did cut that part out. So they didn't, they didn't do that. But then after meeting these, who gives a fuck characters as, as I think you were getting to in that as well, then they bring back a character that I don't think anyone fucking remembers. 
I was, was fucking Niobe an important character in the second and third movie? Because I don't fucking remember her at all. <laughs> no. Who but the fuck? she is Jada Plinkett Smith. Yeah, Jada so. Plinkett. Jada Plinkett. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and now she's older because they, they mention in the movie that Neo, they, they don't understand why Neo is the age he's in because it's actually technically been 60 years since the events of the first Matrix went down. So they don't understand how he looks the way he does. So. Naobi, Niobe or whatever, is an older woman, and now she's in charge, because this, this starts, by the way, it seems like almost every captain of a ship is a woman, and now the leader of the new human world is also a woman. I don't know what made her qualified to be in charge, but we're told that Morpheus was in charge originally of Zion after, you know, Trinity and Neo were killed. And he did not heed the warnings that the robots or machines were, you know, starting to create an uprising again or to change things and get control again. So once again, it's a male who's a terrible leader. So they have to put a female in charge to make things run correctly. And that's a running theme that we will continue with in this movie. <laughs> After that, we also, they talk about basically now that the way, and here's your dumb racism, transgender, uh, sexual preference stuff where it's like, oh, well, we found that we have a new city now because Zion fell. Now our new city is called IO. And, you know, that's insider computer shit, I guess. So, they go, you know, because they're talking about binaries. They're talking. They're throwing out all these words. They made a new ones called what's what's the new word? Syn synthetia or something? Synthet something like that. What is it? Oh, I got literally no idea. <laughs> okay, it's whatever they count. So basically, what happened was in the third movie when Neo is able to actually control things in the actual real world where the machines are, it actually wakes up. Some of the machines, so similar to the way he woke up people in the Matrix, he also woke up these machines. So now you've got this I.O. Uh, place where it's, it's actually people, machines, and then also programs that are on their side that are now... It's like one of those things where it's like a visual experience where, you know, when you put your face through one of those pins, uh, those old games where you, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like yeah. a rectangle yeah, of yeah, pins. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. their dumb things look like. And it's so lazy. And I don't understand why they couldn't just give them AI bodies. Like that would have made so much more sense except for plot because they needed those little bits of pieces to be able to go through a tube at one point. So that's why they did it. Like it's so plot driven that you're just like, why this doesn't make any sense except for that one moment in the plot where they need it to be that. Yeah. Which uh, it's weird because yeah, now looking back on it, you can see how many of those little insignificant elements and design choices were literally just made to solve one quick problem yes. that they wrote themselves into a corner on. Right, right. <laughs> which gets them into the corner they wrote themselves into, which is then Niobe decides like, hey, Neo's back. We don't know what this means. 
we should like imprison him. Yes. So like we can get our feet under us, right. which honestly logical decision. Like, obviously this is some kind of trap somewhere different for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Right. You're right. You're right. Can't be wrong. So they imprison Neo and there's some for more exposition by it for literally a minute <laughs> until the new dream team breaks him out. And it was just, it literally from the like, we're going to imprison Neo, which is supposed to obviously be like an emotional sting. Like, oh, you know, this is your hero. You're keeping him up. You know, the audience is supposed to disagree. Right. And then within three minutes, he's out. Right. And it's just, <laughs> ugh. Well, we meet like a total like at, at one point, as soon as they said, like when they were on the ship and they had just done, you know, introducing Berg and all that kind of stuff, Berg, when they introduced <laughs> all of them and they were like, hey, you want to see the city? I was like, please let there be a rave. Please let there be a rave. Please let there be a rave. And there wasn't. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's well, no caveman. There's no caveman EDM again. I don't know what's going on, but they only showed like 15 humans. So they didn't even go through this whole thing of showing how many actual human beings are alive in the city. They didn't even go through that whatsoever. So you just see one of them working in a lab and she might be lesbian lovers with uh, Naobi or Niobe or whatever the fuck. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, then they decide, okay, you know, obviously the woman who's in charge, uh, blue-haired chick, doesn't listen to rules because, you know, that's the way it always goes. So she's got the ship ready and they're going to go find Trinity because Neo can't do anything. He's just a regular guy. He needs a woman to be able to have his powers. We all know that. We all know that women are the creators, that we all need women to be our best. That is true. Correct, Nick? Yeah. Um, we needed them for the 15 minutes of my life in exposition that doesn't go anywhere before <laughs> trying to get Trinity out. Because my life is just a joke at this point. I watched the Snyder Cut, and as soon as the director found out, I'd sit down for four hours just so I could talk to Ian. <laughs> it's just It was all downhill. Yep. And that's exactly... That's exactly what happened because we go from now we're back into the Matrix and there's exposition and exposition. Then Agent Smith shows up. But now, once again, he's been recast. So Morpheus was recast and he was recast. They talk about how even though they talk about how Neo needs Trinity, also for some reason, reason, region, also for some reason, Agent Smith and Neo need each other as well. And Smith is still powerful and he doesn't like the analyst because somehow the analyst was able to control him. So he warns Neo not to go see Trinity because the analyst is in control of her. And then they brought back that stupid French fuck from the second movie that Why? no one liked. Why? No, I mean, honestly, this is where they're trolling us. This is absolutely where they're trolling us. So they say that these are exiles. They're programs that when the original, when the Matrix went back to the state after uh, Neo was dead, it rebooted and, and purged all these programs that weren't needed. But somehow these exiled programs got to survive and he was one of them. So then he ends up, I guess, once again, trying to make fun of us where he's talking about how the past used to be so much better 
And I guess that's a way of showing that this movie is supposed to be better than the original Matrix. And I'm like, you can't honestly, no one can honestly think that, right? No, why would you? But apparently that's what this guy was saying. And we're not supposed to believe him because he's supposed to be the bad guy that everyone hates. But yet he is making fun of this movie and saying that the original was better. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is. But they have trouble. These people have trouble fighting these programs. And then Neo and, he, Neo and uh, Agent Smith have their back and forth. And once again, you're like, well, Neo, why aren't you powerful? Oh, wait, once he mentions tr- Trinity, now you're powerful again. Yeah. It's just so fucking cookie cutter and stupid. So then Neo, they're all like, wait, are you sure you still want to go through with this? You almost got your ass handed to you. And he's like, yeah, I got to see her. So then he goes into this motorcycle (laughs) repair shop (laughs) and Trinity's there and it ends up being Neil Patrick Harris. And then we get the weirdest, terrible CGI of Neil Patrick Harris, the analyst, being able to be so much faster than everybody else that everyone else is in extreme slow motion and he's just walking around, but the camera can't keep up with what he's doing. So there's so many jagged pieces of CGI that I don't know why they didn't just have him freeze time. (laughs) For all the other times they do it. Yeah, that like half of the time budget of this movie was freeze time. Right. So why it just doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. By the way, man, are you clicking your hands or, or tapping on something? Oh yeah. Okay. Try try not to do that if you could. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Uh, but yeah, it it doesn't. So he then now explains his master plan, and his whole thing is basically saying, Neo, you're not the one. It's when you two are together that makes the power that is there between you or whatever the fuck. So what I did was I, and he goes, basically he's saying their lazy way of bringing them back was he just recreated them. He built them again. Yeah. So there wasn't any even thought put into any of this. He just rebuilt them. So what I would assume, and I could be wrong about this, but for the next two movies, I would assume in one of those movies that they have a new The One show up because it still should be built into the code that another one comes. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's similar to, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but nope. Okay. It's similar. A a lot of geeks out there are like, holy fuck, this is awesome. I can't wait till Ian explains this. What, what, (laughs) What happened in Buffy the Vampire Slayer was Buffy actually died for a minute or something like that in the first season. It was kind of a shocking twist of stuff where she actually died and came back to life and continued fighting. But once she died, the myth or the legend of the Slayer is that there can only be one at a time. And it has to be a woman, once again, as most powerful, it has to be a woman. So every time a Slayer dies, a new Slayer comes. So she technically died but came back with her powers So in the second season, a new Slayer shows up because she was activated. So it's very, that's the way I see this happening is that now you've got, you know, Trinity, I guess, as mostly the one, but at some point you're going to get another to, to follow in place. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways, diatribe. Diatribe. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense in forwarding the trilogy because, yeah, they're getting rid of, you know, the old cast of characters. Maybe they just couldn't afford Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how they pick and choose their, their returning actors. But I hope they're setting up for that. I hope they're setting up for something new. I would... And not just <laughs> Matrix Reloaded, Reloaded. Oh, my God. But yes, I, I think that's I think that's what they're doing. But yes, Neil Patrick Harrison says that his whole plan, the reason why they are constantly near each other but not too far away is because if they were too far away, they would go and find each other and get together. And the other thing too is he realized that anytime they were together or near each other, they would create more energy for the, I forget what they call it, the anomaly or or some shit that would take, because obviously for anyone doesn't who doesn't remember, the whole matrix is a way of using our bodies as fuel and food for the machines. So if you've got two people that put out more energy than others, then why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you use those two people for that purpose? So that's what they're doing. So, oh my God. So (laughs) now I guess we're supposed to realize how powerful he is and how in control he is. And Neo tells Trinity, I'll come back for you or I'll see you again or whatever. So even though they talk about how if they touch there will be some type of huge reaction that will shake the entire matrix in the world. He still doesn't touch her. It's like Keanu Reeves in real life when he takes pictures with women, where he just yeah. hovers his arms Hover around her hand. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Which is, you know, that that's actually a great thing to do in real life. But if he had just touched her in this moment, the movie would be 45 minutes and not two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, and especially since, you know, they they come back out of the Matrix and they have their whole lore exposition there. Yes. But if you just took this segment out, would you miss anything? No, except for Neil Patrick Harris, I guess. Yeah, like, you could have had him, like, put that exposition after the next bit of exposition we get (laughs) when they're back out of the Matrix. When they actually, you know, go to recover Trinity. Not to spoil it, but, you know, they go back. (laughs) Yeah. You mean they didn't just give up? That's so weird. Yeah, they just gave up right there. The second movie, you know, they're really setting it up there. Yeah, actually, they're setting a a very bad example for men because, once again, if a woman says no to you, you're not supposed to continue. You're not supposed to continue the chase. Yep. But yet, Neo does, and that's not setting a good example for our youth, I have to say. I don't know. Yep. I don't know why Kowski's. I, I don't know. That's a little questionable. A little bit, a little bit questionable there. I would say that's uh who that's bordering on that thing that's really bad. Um men. Mm. Men, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a while. So just like a man. So here's <laughs> here's my question to you, Nick. What happens next? Because I don't remember. <laughs> oh, you forgot the next 10-minute block of exposition where they come out of the Matrix. Oh, wait, they so they went Sassy. back. They went back. Then they all volunteered, right, to go back into the Matrix again. No, no, no. That happens after. Okay, all right. But but first they have their 10-minute exposition block with Sati. Sati? Oh, my God, yes. Because yeah. the, the mechanical uh, Stingray bird shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah when you saw that were you just like if the movie had set itself up 
to be like that, I would have been like, that's absolutely fine. Like, that is great. They're trying something different, right? If there were just magical robot creatures and stuff around, you'd be like, fuck yeah, okay, I can get behind that. But having that creature that was so different in CGI show up out of nowhere, I was like, when did this movie become this? Yeah. And see, this is why I am actively fidgeting with my pen, which is the clicking noise ah, in the okay. background, because I just keep getting more and more upset. Because originally when I went through it, I just turned my brain off, and I was lucky enough that like the action isn't as heavy in this movie, but the sequences are all right. And it's just talking about it reminds me of how many forgettable moments of exposition and just total fish-out-of-water syndrome I felt every five minutes in this movie. Well, dude, can I can I just mention too? We haven't talked about any of the fights because they're all extremely cookie cutter. Oh yeah, there's nothing like it. Looks honestly, it looks more like none of the characters that they have know how to fight at all. <laughs> so yeah. they do the scenes very very quickly, like they were under some kind of like COVID restrictions or something, and then it's all slow motion, and there are never any good moves. It's just the same moves like when Agent Smith and uh, and Neo are fighting, they regurgitate old moves from the past times that they were fighting. Yeah. So there, there's nothing fun or interesting in any of the fights. You never think that anyone's going to die, even though every single new character should basically be a Star Trek red shirt. But no one yeah. dies. No one. Nobody. Because they're setting up the next one. Pisses me off. All right. So go ahead with well, the exposition. So the exposition is that um, her dad set it up so that, you know, they hid the secret that Trinity was still alive and that Neo was still alive so that Niobe would set up the new city of Io. Right. Like as if knowing her friends were out there meant that she would, you know, spend all of her energy trying to get them back, which makes sense. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Um, I don't know why that exhibition happened there or why it was included at all. Or because why it didn't she was there. Anything. Yeah, it was the little Indian yeah. girl that he saw. What what movie was that? Was that number one or two? I think that was one. Oh, maybe? Yeah. So it's the little well, Indian girl that he sees is now grown up. Like, once again, you're supposed to be like, member? Member this? And I, I don't know. Was that supposed to tug at my heartstrings? Like, I don't fucking get it. That was a nothing who gives a shit character in that movie. And now it's still a nothing who gives a shit character with a dumb haircut. By the way, all yeah. the fucking women in this movie have dumb fucking haircuts. Is that a prerequisite for being like out of the Matrix? I don't get it. No idea. <laughs> and it's a dumb throwaway character with dumb throwaway exposition. Yes. So you wonder why it was written in in the first place. But then it gets us to the real fun part. Okay, go ahead. Which is signing them up for the suicide mission. <laughs> Didn't you love the emotional swell in the music, Ian? I did. Oh, that was that was so impactful. Yeah. I, you know, I I cried as soon as they're like, "Well, we, we got to go get Trinity back. It's definitely a trap. Who's gonna sign up for this?" Dude, I was on the edge of my fucking seat. I was like, oh "Are God. they just gonna let Neo down? Like, what's gonna happen here?" Uh, and they're like, all right, this is a suicide mission. Who's going to volunteer? And then a fucking course, everybody volunteers. Everybody volunteers. And then, and, um, <laughs> go uh, ahead, go ahead. I I know you're getting to it. Go ahead. Uh, and they volunteer in perfect time. Like, if you stole that moment from every movie that happens in, <laughs> the timing and the beat of it is exactly the same. Like, you can feel it in your sleep. Yes. You can predict how it goes. It's like, I am Spartacus. And like, you know, they're all... <laughs> 
they're all signing up to go do the mission because they love each other and they're you know all for one and one for all and it's all these throwaway characters and it's set up to be like, Oh, I care that Berg is going to go murder himself. Like that was really, that was my dude. Yeah. I he was care. really going to hold it out for us. I care that sort of British blue haired chick is going to die. Like, yeah, who gives a fuck? But then yeah. what, what my favorite part of that was after they all volunteer and, uh, I keep on wanting to say like, Adobe, uh, <laughs> Niobe, when she goes and she's like, but this is a suicide mission or whatever. Uh, what you don't even want to know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, we trust you. And we would, we would never think that you'd send us out in the, pe- whatever the fuck he said. It was so fucking stupid yeah. and douche chilly. Oh, and then she like tears, she like has like one tear come down her face. And it's like, you have not set up that these characters are anyone we should care about. Nope. This, this has no emotional. I don't care that that's Jada Plinkett Smith. I don't give a fuck. I've heard enough about her fucking sex life with Will Smith that I don't care about their fucking family. I don't care about anything that they do in life ever. So I certainly don't care about this who gives a fuck character that no one ever cared about before. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm so disgusted. I can't. It's just so. Uh. Yeah. And they, they have the swell of the music, which really just made me giggle. Yep. And then we have our Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Woo, Zack Snyder, baby. Woo. Yeah, we're right back into it. Uh, So, yes, they they go back. And now, here's another way, by the way, that they end up saving money. Because instead of, like, the other Matrix movies where you would have agents change, you know, you'd have regular people. There was actually, back in the day, it's weird to say that, but back in the day, there was a, uh, what do you call it? There was there was something there was a cost to what happened. So anytime an agent changed into a human, that human was basically dead. That they they took over that human's life, right? They that like that that person no longer existed anymore. So there was a little weight that was that was a person that they now couldn't save. Now though, they've talked about how they've uh, populated the entire matrix with bots. So there are some real people, but then there are just these bots that they just, their eyes go matrix color, and then they attack you like they're an agent. But they're not real people. So there's no human cost to what they're doing anymore. You see what I mean? There's no cost to anything in this movie, Ian. I was going to save that for my chat at the end, but Uh, I'll give you the sneak peek that there's literally no cost to anything they do. (sighs) Yeah, it's it's very sad. So yeah, so what they end up doing is their their whole plan is that Neo is going to talk to Trinity once more. If she says she's going to stay, then he'll stay in the Matrix because then they kill Trinity. You know, if he if he left, and then but if she says she'll go with him, then they're both supposed to be allowed to leave of their own accord. And obviously that wouldn't happen. But they play out this scene so weirdly. That Trinity looks like she's going to leave, but then what triggers her to come back? Oh, that she hated the name um, Tiffany. Tiffany. But, I, I mean, once again, Wykowski's, like, are you just making fun of every woman who has the name Tiffany? Like, I, I don't understand. Why is, why is Tiffany, like, maybe if you had done Karen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I, once again, I'm, I'm very witty. 
Um, so I understand society and things that get made fun of. So I didn't know Tiffany was a bad name. Nope. So she's called Tiffany her entire life in the Matrix. But then this one time when the dad and the kids show up and say, Tiffany, I need you to come with me. That's the turning point for her. Makes sense. Good, good writing, Lana Wykowski. You, you've, you've done an excellent uh, job. <sighs> at least the movie's almost done at this point. Almost. That is true. So, yes. Now you yeah. have they. Well, now, by the way, if you want to explain this to me, I'd love for you to explain this to me. So they're going to have their fight, right? With all the now it's just going to be a swarm of these characters. But then Agent Smith shows up and is somehow more powerful now than the architect is or the analyst. Sorry, the analyst, Neil Patrick Harris. How did that happen? Uh, No idea. Oh, OK. Uh, OK. I got you. Nothing. I thought the way I read it was I was like the power of the analyst is in harnessing, you know, the unknowable between Neo and Trinity. And now that Neo and Trinity are back together, okay. there is some power lost by the analyst. But hey, I'm, I'm I fine mean, with that, that was me making a leap. That wasn't bad, though. I, I appreciate that more than anything else, because that would be, I think, the only thing you could say unless Agent Smith once again you know, just somehow has crazy powers like he always has. I mean, we yeah. know that Neo left his imprint in him or whatever, I, I, whatever. So he shows up, yeah. shows that the analyst now has no power over anybody and then just disappears. So he's not yep. he's not in anything else. And then the higher ups or whatever, higher than the analyst, order the swarm. So now you just have every single CGI person running after these characters that you don't care about. Mm -hmm. Then they start throwing themselves out of buildings and bombing them. But you never feel like any of these characters are threatened by anything. You know that Neo and fucking Trinity are going to get out. So the whole thing is just an extra long, almost car. I guess it's a car chase with zombies, basically. Yep. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, but it's still the CGI is terrible and it's it goes on for way too fucking long because you have nothing invested in any of these people. Yeah. So then there's yeah, there's nothing they're going towards. So right. there's no risk in then getting stopped. Yeah. And they're tr they're trying to get out of the Matrix. We know that. So mm -hmm. Trinity and Neo end up going to a top of top of a building. At one point, Neo does try to fly. And he can't for some reason. They don't say why. So they get up to the top of the building and basically they're going to make. Well, you see that all the other people are OK. All of their new friends or team or whatever. They're all fine. No one has anything bad happen to them. They're all good. So now you've still got everyone technically chasing them. They have helicopters going after them. It's the same bullshit. They do the exact same scene where the bullets are falling down in slow motion as the machine guns are going off. All the same stuff from the first movie. The only thing they didn't have was a jump into the helicopter. Uh, but mm -hmm. Neo and basically Trinity says, this is where my dream ended. She goes, this is where my dream ended. Sorry, there's some like, air, there's a heater turned on or some shit. So they they hug and they go to make a leap and they don't, they're too far away from anything to leap out. So I don't exactly know what their plan was, but they both leap. And then you see that, uh-oh, Trinity now knows how to fucking fly. And Neo can't fly anymore. And she's holding Neo. 
And then more helicopters are coming, I think. And she just says, bye, and slowly flies upwards. Yeah. Did you understand that? Because I didn't. Wait, you did or you didn't? I did not. Okay. So this is once again going to, this is a propaganda thing for women. So they have changed the whole narrative now that Neo is the one. It is no longer that Neo is the one. It is that Trinity is the one. Whatever reason now that she has the power, she has the power. That That's what it is. So now I don't know why whenever Neo flew, he would do a cool like, I was going to say a cool Matrix move. <laughs> but he would, do, yeah. he would do a move where he kind of like shifted gravity and it kind of sent like a ripple through the matrix so it, it showed hey i'm doing something kind of cool where no one can chase me kind of thing yeah all she does is just kind of go up slowly and you're like oh well that was very anticlimactic yeah and the she literally just fly. says bye that's it she says yep. bye and then they go up and i was like what the fuck was that and that's the climax of the movie yeah do we have one more scene after that or did they do yeah. any more I think there's only the one more scene after that. Okay. So then the last scene is the analyst in a broken building or whatever. And they show up, both Trinity and Neo. Neo stays to the side. And Trinity then has, like I said, all the power apparently now. And she knocks off his uh, the analyst's jaw at one point. Then she slices off his head and recreates him each time. And then beats him up. Because he says, well, we forgot. At one point he said, uh, the first time before Agent Smith showed up, he said something about how women used to be so much easier to control. And then this time he yells at Neo, can't you control her or can't you control your woman or something like that. So that sets her off and she starts beating him up again. Because once again, like I said, this is all propaganda. Uh, it's very strange to me, but that's that's what it is. And they basically tell him, we are going to reshape the Matrix. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And another thing that got me, Nick, and you might not have noticed this or not, I'm not sure, but did you notice the terrible cover song of Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine? Yes, I did. A female-fronted band called brass against and i don't know if it's brass against the machine i i don't know but they took that beat directly from the ending of the first movie and it is a denigration of the memory of that scene to use this untalented hack band to do this terrible cover of a great fucking song it sounded like, I honestly just assumed it was some director's kid's band. Uh, apparently not. Not when I looked it up. I had to Shazam it oh. and find out. But it's a real band. Good for them. Yeah. I, look. I hope this isn't a big break. I love, I love so many female-fronted bands in rock and metal music. You could have hired somebody to make that sound good. I don't care if you fucking put a woman in charge. We know the whole point of this movie. I've, I've. Rip this whole thing wide open. Everyone knows now this movie is propaganda for women like most movies are now. So we know that's what's happening. It is fine to get a female lead vocalist. Just make it a good fucking band. 
That's all I ask yeah. for. I don't care if women are the centerpieces of every fucking movie. Just make it a good movie. That's all I care about. I grew up with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I grew up with strong female characters as my movie and TV uh, heroism uh, people, like uh, role models, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them. I don't care if you make every movie with strong female characters. Just make them good. Nick, please tell them just uh, to make them good. Just make it good. Why is it so hard? It's not hard. Women are fucking awesome. It's fucking great. I, I, I can't get over how stupid this is. I, I just don't Doesn't understand it. Ugh. But at least it's over. <laughs> and to its credit, it was only, what, like two and a half hours? Yeah, I think there was a decent amount of exposition that didn't go anywhere that you could cut out. Yes. You could probably say 45 minutes. Yes, I, I think so as well. And there was one stupid end scene where it was the developers of the stupid game saying they want to do the cat tricks. Or some shit. So all I can hope for is that that means there is no second or fourth and fifth one. I mean, that's that's all I can hope for. But I I highly doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, which gets me to the main thing I wanted to talk about after. Uh, why was this made? Money. I mean, like, well, yeah, yeah, Propaganda. money, obviously. We're in, we're in capitalism. But, like, there's got to be some intention behind it, you know? Like, did they want this to be a vehicle to make sequels off of? Yes. Is, uh, that's what I felt like yeah. because they were introducing like the whole new gang and everything, but they didn't give them characteristics. Right. Like they didn't develop them at all. It seemed like it was just like, go see Neo, talk to Trinity for a little while. Like it just seems like a pure nostalgia piece to me, yes, which doesn't sure. vibe with the idea of developing a new sequel series. Well, they said because it's always yeah. Sorry. They said oh no no I'm sorry they they said they're going to remake the Matrix. So last time they didn't get to remake the Matrix, right? You know they were going through their other problems trying to end this situation. Now they're going to remake the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, it just doesn't vibe with me. Like, I get it's hopefully, you know, sequel bait. Like, I hope it's just that simple sure. is what I'm saying. I, I know we're going to watch the new ones anyway. Yeah, sure. But it just, it doesn't make sense that they spent so much time romanticizing the Neo and Trinity relationship in that case. Because that literally means there's no time left for the new characters. There's no new world building. It's just rehashing matrix one again like you're saying for the first 45 minutes of the movie and at which point uh, you know why spend that time at all why not make it about the new heroes who try to save the old people but the old people have to sacrifice themselves to remake the matrix that would have been simple that could have been quick that could have been less noisy maybe they actually trinity and neo have children for the next movie oh so it's matrix babies because that yeah. works well matrix babies and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The cat tricks and oh the babe tricks. Yeah. Uh, I, dude, I honestly, uh, I, I'm i with you. This was legitimately just, it was nostalgia propa, propaganda. Nostalgia propaganda. Yeah. That's what this was. And I don't understand the need to constantly recreate these old brands from the past, except that no one has any good ideas anymore. Look, I don't even have, normally I can come on here and say, 
oh, I have a great idea to actually make a sequel for something, right? There, there are plenty of times I've done that, and I think I can talk through how to make a movie good. There is no way to have a good Matrix movie. There was only one good one. There was the first one. They should have never made any more sequels to it because the story was boxed in the way it should have been. There can't yeah. be any more good Matrix movies. There can't be. There is only one. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, I will say this as well. And I'd like your opinion on it too. I say this is the worst sequel. I would rather watch the second or the third movie than watch this garbage. Yeah. The second one had, you know, I was looking back on it. The action scenes were at least all right. Yes. Right. And they still weren't good. Yeah. But they were better than this trash. <laughs> I mean, that's... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so, and look, I'm sure we even missed some stuff, but normally when I really want to dissect a movie, it's because I have some caring towards it. So I might watch a movie two or three times before we do a show on it, and I'll pick up on the little things that I want to talk about. This movie, like I said, you and I both had trouble remembering. We couldn't even do scene by scene because this movie was so lazy and boring. Yeah that there wasn't anything for us to talk about when it came to that stuff. Like, I'm sure we could have picked out little things of, like, we talked about how Sati was from the first or the second one, and then the stupid French guy was from the second one. I'm sure there were other little things that we missed on that, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. And there was nothing of substance here. Yeah, and that's the hard part, is that usually we can give notes on it, because, I mean, at least usually there's some fiber of artistic intent somewhere. Right. And then you can be like, oh, if you just did this better and you cut an hour and a half out of the movie, yeah, then it's just an action movie I can watch on a Sunday afternoon if I've got nothing better to do. Right. Yeah. Add in some interesting effects, like recreate. I know I know it's crazy to think up new things again, but recreate what you did in the first movie where you created effects that no one has thought of or used before. Do that. And then, like I said before as well. Make it that the Matrix, the new Matrix, is with absolutely new characters who are yeah. now the ones, or however you want to do it, and have them recreate the Matrix in a different way. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you get people to care about the characters, because now you know that part of that person, that's like a resurrected Neo. That's a resurrected Trinity. Mm -hmm. And you can, make, you can make the one the girl. The, the Trinity clone or whatever the fuck, re regenerated, re, uh, re, uh, resurrected, can be, the uh, can be the main one. It doesn't matter. But just write a good storyline and this time have them do different things that Neo and Trinity didn't and show that maybe they didn't get as far as they could. Maybe these two could actually combine men, women transgender, uh, gay and everything, and then also robots and machines and uh, non-corporeal fucking machine, whatever the fuck. Yeah. All these people, I know that's the underlying message of this is everyone being in unity. Then have that be the goal and have everyone come together to do that, but in a well-written, non-regurgitated, non-lazy way. It's completely fine to do that. Why not do that? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, Ian, but they chose to make another Neo Finds Trinity movie. Yeah. And here we are. 
And I like Keanu Reeves. I, I mean, I'm gl- I'm glad Carrie Ann Moss is getting some money. I haven't seen her in 20 <laughs> years, so fuck yeah. Like, I maybe she's been making money all the whole time. That's great for her. Uh, but and everyone loves Keanu Reeves, so you know that's that's fine too. Like, I'm glad he looks bored as fuck. There's no heart. Oh, yeah. There's no passion. There's no soul in this movie whatsoever. Nope. And anyone, because I, I was scrolling through after I watched it, and I saw some people talk, like I saw legitimate, whatever you want to call legitimate media sites, saying this is a good movie. It has like a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. You're lying to yourself. Someone paid you off, or you're a fucking stupid, dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I couldn't even be creative with what I was calling you there because it's so fucking annoying. No <laughs> one, if you like this movie, you're a straight up rube. That's it. Yeah, it's you're right. I want to harp on that one point. It lacks the emotion. Yeah, there's, there's nothing to build off of. Like we were talking about earlier, the action scenes, they're there. They're CGI. It's not great effects. It's filler between their weirdo exposition that should have been cut. Mm-hmm. And there's no stakes. Right. We're introduced to all these characters that never die, never get hurt. <laughs> you never see the impact of anything. All of the enemies they're fighting are simulated. Like, it is the most simulated movie yes. I have seen in a while, yep. which means literally nothing they do matters. Yeah. And how do you how do you take characters that people had passion for? People legitimately love Neo and Trinity. They really did. I mean, those were, it was a classic love story, but it was done with two characters that you legitimately liked. And there felt like there were stakes. Was Neil really going to come back to life at the end? Was he going to survive Agent Smith? No one's been able to fight an agent before. All of that shit worked so well for that first movie. And then obviously, second movie was even worse. Third movie was even worse than that. Now fourth movie is even, 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 even worse. You know, you just kept on going down and you started to not care about the characters as much. But to not even be able to recapture loving those characters is probably the saddest part of this movie. I felt nothing during this whatsoever. It was completely different than Spider-Man. It was completely different than seeing that kind of stuff. I didn't get goosebumps. I didn't get like, oh, man, holy shit, Neo's powering up. This is going to be great. There were no stakes. No. There was nothing. I, I knew everything was going to be fine. And that's the worst part, man. It just, it hurts that they took something. I know this sounds like I'm whining and complaining. It doesn't fucking matter. But they took something that people truly loved and changed film for, for a long, long time and shit and pissed on it and then put it in a microwave Stuck it in their fucking fat faces and regurgitated it back to us yep. and said, why don't you love me anymore? <laughs> and uh, for an hour and 12 minutes, we've now told people why we don't love you anymore. Yeah. It's much better than Ian's opinions on getting ghosted. <laughs> yes. Everything's better <laughs> than me talking about anything in most cases. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to plug Kiss the Ring? <laughs> Uh, I might as well. I might as well. Yes. If you want to hear my unfiltered, like these are actually filtered, but my unfiltered solo thoughts in 30 minute increments, you can check out my other podcast called Kiss the Ring. And on any of my socials, I, I plug it when I can, but it's not found 
on podcasting, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. You actually have to go to my website. I know it's crazy, but that's how I'm doing it because it is kind of a special thing. And it's more of an insight into whatever topic I want to talk about. So thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good segue. Thank I, you. I well, think it made sense there. Now, do you have a plug? Do you have a, another podcast? Oh, I didn't mean it as a segue to get us out oh, of here. But well, we do have to end soon. This, Yeah, I, I think my final one that I just want to bring up real quick. Sure. I think people haven't realized that by making new versions of these films, I don't think you make any more money off the old ones. I think it tarnishes the brand recognition of the series as a total to the point where anything beyond the singular original film mm -hmm. will no longer get any repeat viewers. Because now when I think about The Matrix, it's no longer like one is great, two had some solid action moments, and three was eh. <laughs> Garbage. I'm now going to think like one was great and the rest were shit. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't think that movie executives have comprehended that yet. Well, Warner Brothers, but like I call especially. it die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it Die Hard syndrome. Like ah. I love Die Hard one. You know, classic Christmas movie. Of course, I really enjoyed Die Hard two. Okay, sure. and there were a bunch after that that really <laughs> just made me think. Like Live Free or Die Hard was all right, but now thinking about all the ones they made after, I'm like, yeah, Die Hard one was good. The rest of that identity, that franchise doesn't carry the same prestige anymore because of them just continually staking on new shit. Right. So I won't even stream anything past one or two. Maybe. Oh yeah. Right. Well, maybe look, maybe by using so many clips and I'm honestly, we probably, <laughs> we probably should have recorded how or time, sorry, how many clips they actually used in this movie, how much time that took, but maybe they wanted you to say, wow, I remember how great that scene was. Look how fucking garbage awful this is. <laughs> I should go back and watch the original Matrix again to see all these great moments that I loved that were unique and original mm -hmm. because this movie bastardized everything. So I need to wash the terrible taste out of my mouth that was regurgitation and go back to the original. Yep. Maybe. And now that we have the regurgitation, there's no need to watch the second or the third. No. No, and like I said, I believe this is the worst of all the sequels. And now we can just always say, yes, the first one was good, and the rest of them were terrible. And because the rest of them were so terrible, it's kind of tainted my view on the first one. Exactly. And that's fucking sad. Yep. That's fucking sad. All right, buddy. Any other closing thoughts for this movie? <laughs> no, let's just get really fucking sad right before the holidays. I think that's a good move. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's what I like to do. That's definitely what I like to do. So, Nick, now, this time, do you have a final words for us? Uh, no, I would say uh, stay safe out there, I guess. Uh, enjoy your holidays of choosing. Uh, take the time to reflect on this year of eh movies. <laughs> and uh, hope everybody has a happy and healthy 2022. There we go. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time to do this this year. I really appreciate it. Stay on the line. We'll talk for a little bit more before the match. But I will leave everyone the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.